You cannot try to drag a stranger into a sales call like that just from giving away one hour sessions. Like it's just premature marriage proposal. It's, (laughs) and it's also felt very much like bait and switch to me, right? Mm -hmm. Let me just give you a free coaching session. I'm just going to help you get unstuck, right? But really, you know, in the back of your mind, energetically, that what you're trying to do is sell your thing. So it feels salesy and it feels wonky and it feels out of alignment. And so it doesn't, and and you're focused on the outcome of making the sale versus building a relationship. And that's why I created the nurture method. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. Oh my gosh. Is anyone else like really tired because they stayed up late trying to figure out threads last night? (laughs) No, just me? Okay. Um, No, seriously though, I found out that Instagram launched a new app and Of course, check on your social media educator friends because whenever a new app happens, we have to do deep dives to figure them out so we can answer your questions when you come to us with them. (laughs) So so check on your social media friends. Um, But you know what? I actually am liking it so far, I'm surprised to say. I, I, the second I saw it, I was like, ugh, I'm going to ignore that. But then this like little voice in my head was like, don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to regret it. And of course, it was like, what, 1130? So for the next like two hours, I found myself just like poking around on threads. Um, but no, I kind of like it. I wasn't a Twitter girl. So I, 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 I'm I not joining it because I liked the old Twitter, whatever that means. Um, I was on Twitter, but like so briefly. Um, so, so yeah, I have no like attachment to this style of content or history. So I'm literally just going in there with like fresh eyes and figuring it out. But what it does remind me of is my text list. And I have to say, my text list is one of my most engaged forms of content that I have. Like that's where people or I communicate and engage with people the most. They're very active on my text list. So it has text list vibes for me. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's a future there. Like I'm not saying jump on the threads app necessarily unless it's speaking to you. I mean, Am I, I don't know. A part of me does feel like everyone should try it because I do think any of these things have the potential of popping off and being the next big thing. And I, I hate the thought of anyone feeling behind. But I also want everyone to to look at it with some caution because not all of these things are worth your time. I do think you need to evaluate like how what kinds of conversation and engagement convert for you. Is this the type of platform that creates that type of conversation and engagement? If yes, maybe try it out. If not, even a little bit. If you're like a video person and a Zoom call person, then maybe it's not the app for you, right? Then you at least know. But like, I do think everyone should consider it, right? Evaluate it. Does this align with how I like to create content? Does this does this speak to my current nurture strategy, right? Like, do I have a nurture strategy? That's a whole other thing, right? But I I just don't want this, the thing to happen that happened with Clubhouse and TikTok where it actually popped off and people got like clients off of it. And then the people who were like, nah, this is going to be nothing kind of regretted it later. And it could be nothing. Threads could be gone in a week, right? But that's kind of, you know, I people are, seem to be really excited about it. So you just never know with these things. So I have been on it for maybe seven hours (laughs) because I just woke up and I basically was on it when I went to sleep and I didn't get a full night's sleep last night. So yes, let's say I've been on it for seven hours. So I'm not going to come here with advice yet, but that's kind of my thought this morning as I wake up and reflect on the last seven hours. Okay, good chat. I can tell I'm really on my game today. Okay, but let's dive into the show today because we actually have a great guest talking about something that she has been doing for way longer than seven hours, and that is her nurture method. We have Chris Williams on the show, and um, the nurture method is very much aligned with what we talk on talk about on this podcast and in my content about 
building relationships first um, and, and, and how conversions really happen when you prioritize relationships. So everything we do really needs to be with the relationship lens in place. Um, and this is really something, I mean, after years and years of testing, if you can really get a hang of this, this is the stuff that makes algorithms obsolete, right? This is the stuff that, sure, you can still create content and leverage algorithms on the side if you want to, but without this thing, none of that shit matters. None of that shit will make a difference for you. So this is why I really love talking to people who have figured out a way to create relationships that work for them. So Chris is a soulful business and leadership coach because she feels like building a business that's aligned with your heart and soul is how to create a successful business. And I so agree with that. I think it's taken me years to realize that if a business doesn't feel aligned, it's not going to work. The work will start to feel hard for you. And when that happens, resentment starts and showing up to build this business doesn't feel like a pathway to freedom or whatever you're going for, like whatever that freedom looks like for you. It starts to feel like a prison, right? So really choosing the strategies and the things that we do inside of our business to to build our brand um, is so, so, so important. And I really appreciate Chris's work because this is really where she helps you focus, right? Building something that feels fully aligned for you so that you don't feel icky in any part of your business. For example, she does not like discovery calls, right? She thinks discovery calls is probably the worst way to build a coaching business. And I found that so fascinating because I don't know about you, but that was basically the first thing I learned as a coach, right? And I feel like a lot of people focus on discovery calls to build their coaching business. And she just felt like that was not the way to do it. So I love this perspective. And I wanted to hear her, you know, expand more on that. So in the show, we talk about what are the biggest mistakes new coaches make when trying to grow a six-figure business. Uh, we talked about what are the foundations of a six-figure biz- business. What do coaching schools miss when training coaches to monetize their certifications? We actually talked about this a bit, a lot. Like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like there's so many like certifications and degrees that aren't actually teaching us how to build and run a successful business. We're figuring that shit out on our own. And uh, so we definitely have a little rant about that. She also shared her nurture method, which I think is something most people listening to this, like I said, would really align with because of how much we all value relationships. And she addressed the people who say, I want to collaborate, but I don't know how to find collaborators. We definitely talk about that too. Then in the show notes, she's got a very juicy gift for you. She shares a business basics checklist for 10K months and includes potent actions to take within the attract, nurture, and invite pillars that we cover on today's call. All righty, let's dive in and meet the wonderful Chris Williams. So you are currently launching. Do you like launching or do you feel do. like you do? I actually love it. I Okay, you I have to tell me more about that because I feel like yeah. everyone finds it so stressful. So like how, what makes you love it? Is it just like a system or you just, it's an energy? Like what is it? <laughs> so I think I really look at it as I really love the connection that I get to have with people in a yeah. live launch, right? Yeah. Like, I am, it's not like just me going live in a Facebook group. It's me inviting them into my Zoom room so I can yeah. see them and they can see me and I can share the information and I know that I'm giving value and it just feels really, really fun for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the part that I love now. And then I've also make it made it easier on myself to hire the pieces out that I don't love. Right. Ooh, so yeah. it's, you know, um, you know, a lot of the copy or the social media posts or things like that, that, you know, I have a a friend of mine who knows me and my message very well. And so just outsourcing some things that are going to really make it easier for me so that I don't get in that frantic hustling mode of, oh my gosh, is everything scheduled or all the emails? You know, I also have an OBM on my business manager that makes sure that the emails are are scheduled, that the links are working. Um, and so, yeah, I, I used to do all of my launches by myself and it was, well, I had fun delivering it. Yeah. It was all of those, all of the minutiae, uh, you know, the, the things on, on the back end that is could is crazy making. So yeah, I just decided I'm not doing that that way anymore. Yeah. And I think, um, I agree that like when I do master classes and things like that, there is a, f- it's really nice seeing the people who mm-hmm. are learning from you. You know what I yeah. mean? It's really, yeah. 
an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. And I agree. When I am in a launch, that's the part that's the best. Yeah. Um, but the beginning stuff, I mean, the pre-stuff of the prep is yeah. so overwhelming. And I don't know if part of it is my own pressure that I put on it, but I am mm -hmm. so OCD about details. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm so OCD about it. And I have this story that I tell myself, and I'm sure it's just a story, but I have this story that I tell myself that if I'm not double checking all of it, something's going to go wrong. Like if I don't yeah. see it, something's going to go wrong. And unfortunately, and I'm sure I'm making this my reality. I'm totally manifesting this, but like, like something goes wrong. It then, right? so happens. <laughs> like if I don't like check it, something will happen. And it has done that has happened every single time. I try to get better at this every time. So I'm working on that. And I'm also what I was really good at this last launch was the first time ever is not caring so much when it didn't go right. When I was like, oh, yes. that fucked. For the first time ever, I didn't let it ruin my entire week. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I was like, oh okay, gosh. that sucks. You know what? And I think there's, I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, the first day of our launch, um, you know, we, we had issues, we had some tech issues. You oh, know, always yeah. just right on fucking time. Right. Like first right. day of launch. Why does that happen? Like, <laughs> Why isn't zoom letting me stream into my Facebook group? The pop-up group that we have for the whole launch. It's not letting me stream. And I'm like, what is happening? Oh um, my gosh. and you know, so I'm like, all right, well I'm here. Luckily I was like, thank God, people are in my Zoom room. Like, thank God, I they all had the link from the emails that yeah. were actually meeting in my Zoom room. So that wasn't a critical component. But still, it was like from the very beginning, it kind of shook me for a minute. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we're just going. Like, yeah. onward, people are here. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Well, good for you. Because I think that that's always a moment that would throw me off too. But I'm so glad that, you, yeah. you know, you just did it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it wasn't what I expected. It certainly wasn't, you know, I was like, you know, I was so excited and I'm like, yep. I'm like okay, let's dive in. All of a sudden it didn't work. It's like, and I'm like, womp, womp. Yep. <laughs> what's happening? And yeah. I actually was like, okay, guys, not sure what's going on. This is what happens, but we're just going for it. Yeah. Like, we're doing it. We're in here. We're together. Let's just. Yeah. And I think it's um, powerful to lead by that example too, especially like you help people with their businesses. So it's really mm -hmm. powerful to lead because this does happen at any stage of business, you know? Yeah. So totally. yeah. yeah. So I love that you, that you shared that. Can you tell people, I mean, like I, I like just, like I said, I just started mm -hmm. it while we were just catching up because I, I like to do that these days, <laughs> mix I it up a bit. Um, tell, introduce yourself. Tell us about who, like who you are, who you help, and how you got to this career. Yeah. Oh, I love these. These questions are so fun. So I'm Chris Williams. Uh, I call myself a soulful business uh, and leadership coach because I really feel you know that being able to run a business and create a business that's in alignment with your heart and your soul is for me as a heart-centered entrepreneur, really important. And the people that I support are women who want to be well compensated by sharing their gifts with others. So they typically fall into the wellness category of health coaches, life coaches, spiritual coaches, energy workers, holistic practitioners. Um, they have the certifications. They, most of them have multiple certifications. You know, I've got my yoga teacher training. I've got health coaching, life coaching, functional nutritional therapist, massage therapist. So I've Ooh, spent over yeah. three decades, over 30 years in the wellness industry. And yet none of those places taught me how to build a business. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it was through the process of building and growing my own business that I, you know, created, you know, a program called Activate Abundance, which is what our launch was about, to help women who have the certifications that weren't taught how to actually monetize it, that weren't taught, okay, look, yes, it's very, very different, you know, mm -hmm. between being able to help people with, you know, energy or massage therapy or coaching, mm -hmm. you know, we know how to help people, but how do you actually attract clients? How do you actually nurture those relationships? How do you actually convert into sales? Yeah. And, you know, that's what wasn't taught. And it just isn't enough to have that six module business yeah. <laughs> recording that they give you to be oh like, okay, gosh. this is how you do business. I'm like, yeah, that didn't work. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, so true. You're on your own. 
you don't have anybody to ask questions for. You're like, what does this actually mean? I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Um, Or you're given, you know, for me, I got a lot, I had a lot of tools in my toolbox, right? It had the whole modules and I'm like, and I'm not sure what to use when, what do I focus on first, second, third. And so I just found that there were so many of us out there that were lacking, you know, the practical how to, yeah. um, and, and having access to, okay, like this is step one and to actually have somebody that is going to teach you how to do that. And I actually didn't get into it by being a business coach. So this was a total yes. organic morph that happened for me. I never, if you would have told me, you know, five years ago, even, oh, you're going to be in a business, you're going to be a business coach. I would have been like, nope, I'm a health coach. Yeah, I'm here to help women, you know, get healthier in their body, minds, and spirits, so that they can be the best moms and have peace in their relationships with themselves and others. Um, And it wasn't until I started having amazing success as a health coach that people were like, "What are you doing? Can you teach me what it is that you're doing?" And it was through piecing together my own business that people started asking me again, "How how was I doing it?" Because they didn't know. Yeah. This is such mm-hmm. a hole, like in the industry. I, yeah. I see this a lot too. People go get certified for what insert whatever it is. Like so yeah. many industries actually don't teach you how to create a business. Yeah. In fact, I'd even argue lots of like business degrees don't even teach you, especially That's online. Funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. think about it. You could go to business school for four years, spend yeah. what multiple six figures these days on, yeah. on a degree, a business degree, and still not be able to know what the hell to do as an entrepreneur. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I actually am a college dropout. I didn't even get a degree. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, I feel quite fortunate because I don't have debt. I don't have, I didn't rack up Mm -hmm. all these things that so many of my friends have. And I just learned, I just put myself out there and had to figure it out. I'm like, I wish I knew about business coaches back then because that's really what I would have done. I would have gone to someone who actually had a business and knew how to do it and learned from them. But I didn't. I didn't even know about coaching when I started. So, yeah. so I was just yeah. figuring it out. And now mm-hmm. I actually help coaches because when I yeah. worked with a coach, that's when everything changed. That's actually exactly. when. Yeah. Same. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. When I you know hired my my business coach because because I resonated with her because I saw you know something in her and the way that she was building and growing her business. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want to learn. Um, you know, and there's so many different business coaches out there. So, so many. you know, there's there, which is great. I mean, because everybody, you know, might be looking for something different, you know, somebody might be, you know, I really just want to build my business based on relationships or collaborations. Amazing. Other people yeah. might want to do fancy funnels. Great. I mean, there's, there's business coaches out there. So, you know, you get to just choose one that aligns with the way that you want to build and grow your business. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. And we're actually going to talk about your nurture method today, which I'm so excited because I got a little like little insight yeah. into it on our – we had a coffee chat. I, I talk about people should have coffee chats all the time. So we that's how we met everyone. We had a coffee chat. We realized we totally aligned. And I heard about yeah. her nurture method and I was like, you need to share this on Marketing Unfiltered. <laughs> so yeah. that's why we're here today. Um, before we get there, I have a section. Have you listened to the podcast before? Where I share the spill have, the tea section? I, no, I haven't seen that. Heard okay, that part. that's totally fine. I, so I'll, I'll just tell you what it is. But it's kind of funny that usually I give people a little bit of a heads up with the questions, but because we just started recording, I didn't give you a heads up, which is fine. Well, let's, we're, we're <laughs> okay. just gonna see what happens. Flow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but spill the tea is bas- basically the part of the podcast where I like lift the curtain where we lift the curtain and we show people a little bit of the behind the scenes of business. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason we do this section is because the big mission with Marketing Unfiltered is to really make business unfiltered, right? To show that we're all on this roller coaster. It doesn't matter what stage of business you're in. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just how this game is played. So yeah. yeah, So are you ready for our little five rounds of spill the tea questions? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm all in. (laughs) Okay. What's this was always a, uh, this is kind of a hard one, but take your time. What's the best advice you've ever received in business? Oh, okay. Um, this is gosh, a hard one. A all of a sudden yeah. my brain's like, whoop, and yeah. I'm like, all of a sudden grabbing all of these gold nuggets. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, two things. The first one is don't try to do this on your own mm-hmm. because, 
I have tried to do it on my own. And what I know is that you go further faster when you've got support because we can't, you know, I I tell my clients all the time, we can't read the label when we're inside the bottle. We just can't. And it's, and it's why I invest in support for myself because I can only take my clients as far as I want to go too. So, you know, don't try to go it on your own. Even if you think that, you know, the hows, it's lonely to be a solo entrepreneur and, and it's just the long road. So, you know, that would be one is get in the room with people that are either at your level or higher so that you can learn and don't try to do this on your own. It's just, I so agree. I did. Mm -hmm. I tried to do it, but I didn't try. It just kind of, I didn't know to look for other people, but my first few years were completely by myself and it was so lonely. Like, Oh my gosh. So lonely. I had one client the entire year when I started my functional and nutritional therapy practice. One. Really? Wow. And I did it. I was trying to do it on my own, right? Like we download yeah. the freebies and we, you know, try to piecemeal things together that we are seeing that's coming into our world. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just don't know what we, what we don't know. So yeah. we try to do it on our own. We're just, we're not, we're not effective in yeah. building our business because, because of that, we don't know what it is that we don't know. We need yeah. somebody who's further down the freeway that can help us navigate the nuances as we go and yeah. say, let's tweak this here. Let's not do that yet. Or, you know, whatever it is. Totally. And I also think for me, not doing it alone also includes like friends. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, okay. like we've talked, we talked a lot on our uh, coffee chat about collaborations and things like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like Obviously, there's benefit in collaborating because you can help each other get in front of new audiences and things like that. Mm So I'm whole, I like love collabs for that reason. But also, I think it's about like building friendships in Mm -hmm. because your spouses probably don't get it, don't Mm -hmm. understand what's going on. Your family definitely doesn't get it. Yeah. You know, so it's like it can be such a lonely thing having your own business. So um, I actually love your advice from a few different angles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah nice my idea. husband doesn't get, um, I love my husband. He's amazing. <laughs> and he just has a very different way of doing business. He's in retail. Um, and, and, you know, I can't remember if I shared this with you before or not, but we were, we were driving up to the mountains and um, he was talking about one of his accounts. He's like, yeah, we need to like crush the competition. Like we're going <laughs> to take them out. We're going to like, get the market share. And I just started laughing. I'm like, we do business so damn differently. <laughs> like, I'm not looking at how I can take somebody out. I'm like, how can I connect and collaborate? So we're creating win-wins. And I'm like, wow, this is really an interesting perspective. Yeah, That's yeah, so true. Don't necessarily, if they're not in the world that you're in, especially in the coaching world, they just don't get it. Yeah. They don't understand. That's and so, okay so true. Don't, but yeah. I just had to chuckle to myself. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> now the next one might also be difficult to answer. What's your, what's the most, or what's the least helpful advice you've been told? Oh, least helpful. Um, hmm. That's a really good one. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm trying to like, I just, my brain always goes to, what do I get to learn? Um, what's the least oh. helpful advice? Oh my gosh. I can't even think of one. I need you to like, it's a tricky uh, one. Yeah. Should we go to the next wow. one? You can come back if it comes to you. Cause I bet that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Let me come back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, that is a hard one. That is a hard one. Um, Cause I don't that. Okay. Let me, um, okay. The least. Okay. Here's one. I would say the least helpful is, um, to, to, you know, just do it, just it, not from a perspective of, of the energy of just, you know, hustling, like, you know, you, you, you just gotta kind of like, you know, you just gotta get in there and do it. Yeah, you do, but you get to do it from a place of alignment. And, and if this is, you know, resonating with you, um, yeah, I would also say that the other thing that I realized was, and I don't, I don't, Nobody really told me this. It's just what I saw in the industry. And this was not helpful at all what I was seeing in the industry. And that is if 
that is the way to create an effective business is to start a membership or to start Mm -hmm. a course. So I would have to say that that is probably one of the greatest myths that I try to bust with my own clients is if you're just starting out, that's actually not going to get you to six figures Mm. because you don't have, Mm -hmm. you know, your messaging, you don't have a workable marketing system or sales system set up yet. You don't know what's working, what's not working. And if you don't have a big enough community, then how many $23 things do you need to sell in order to get six figures? That's a lot. And you don't have that yet. hundred percent. Yeah. I also feel like the one-on-one work, like, that mm-hmm. gives you a lot of information about what should go into that membership mm-hmm. and course, right? So yeah. like your community and all the sales parts as well mm-hmm. are so like, you don't have those things yet. So that's also very, very important. But but then yeah. like, I if I had started a membership before I worked one-on-one, it would have been a completely different membership because yeah. I was making a lot of assumptions about, about yes. what people needed. Yes. And I learned through working with people what they actually were looking for. So that yeah. when I started marketing it, I knew it was speaking yeah. to what they yeah. were looking for. So yeah. I agree. Yeah. I so love agree. memberships at the right time in your business. Yeah. Right. Like you implemented it at the right time in your business, which makes so much sense. And you, yeah. know, you can see the number of followers and you have a podcast, and you have a community and you've yeah. got people that want to be a part of it. But when you're just starting out, you don't have that yet. Yeah. And so it's not the lever that you want to pull from the beginning. Yeah. I love that. Um, Is there any, this is one of my favorite questions. Is there anything in your work that people would be surprised to hear you find stressful or brings you anxiety? Oh, stressful or brings me anxiety. And I'll give Um, you an example. If you can't think of something, I do a lot of public speaking. People think I'm like, (laughs) I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. Oh but but, the, but the, the thing that people get surprised about is like, because I'm like pretty good in this, th- that arena, they have no idea that I have a panic attack every time beforehand. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, for me, yeah. live calls, any of that stuff, I have so much panic. I have, I told you a group coaching call right after this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say this at the time, but the reason I know I'm going to have to hop off a little early is so I can have my panic attack and then get on the call. Do you know what I mean? Oh my and people get so surprised when they learn that because when I show up, I don't look like I'm nervous, but I'm like fucking yes. freaking out until like 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. so like so mine, is, mine is in-person speaking. If I have to get up on the stage and I've done several, you know, talks mm-hmm. on the stage, like I have literally been like ready to throw up or even back yeah. out and be like, maybe I can just say that I'm sick and like sneak yeah. out the back door and go home and be like, I don't want to do this. And it's like only 18 minutes. I'm like, Chris, you can do anything for 18 minutes. You can do anything for 18 minutes. For 18 minutes. And yeah. I actually have one coming up in a couple weeks here in Charlotte. And I'm like, oh, all right. I'm like starting to prepare myself now yes. mentally for it because I get so nervous getting yep. up on stage. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I'm getting anxious now thinking about of it. I'm no, like, no, that, yeah, I, I, I can totally understand that sometimes with like really big calls, like, like I will start worrying about it like three weeks ahead of time, but people are always so surprised when they hear that. And I bet it's the same for you. Cause you're so good. I haven't seen you public speak necessarily, but you're so good at communicating your message and speak. Like, I bet you're fucking awesome on stage, but yeah, it's like, people be so surprised you're, you're stressing out about it three weeks ahead of time. <laughs> Totally. It's like the day of, especially when I'm like at an event that's like, you know, yeah. three day event, one of the speakers, like always it's like on day three or something, day two, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, maybe I can just leave tonight. Maybe I can get an early flight out and just be like texting. I'm so sorry. I'm sick. Like, yeah. I yeah. I, I so, I so understand. Um, this is my second favorite question. If you could grow your list one way for an entire year, how would you choose to grow your list? Oh, how would I grow my list? I really um, would say that the way that I'm doing it is by giving value. Yeah, Yeah. I really do like to, um, I I like to teach. I like to share. I like to give value. I like to, um, you know, online, (laughs) much easier doing it in a virtual capacity. Um, So, so I would say, you know, I really do enjoy, I enjoy that because it's not pressure for me. It's, yeah. you know, inviting people in to get value. It's not trying to take a stranger right into a buyer, right? Yeah. So I, you know, giving people value, letting people have an experience of me is yeah. easy to just, you know, say, hey, you know, 
come listen, come see if this resonates with you. And that, that just feels good for me. Yeah. And so is the way that you like to give value through like masterclasses and things like mm-hmm. that, is that, is that your main way of growing your list? Yeah. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Yeah. How I often do, do you do have- masterclasses? Yeah. So I do them. Uh, well, I do live weekly classes wow. inside of my Facebook group. So every week inside of my Facebook group, you know, we've got what I call soulful abundance business trainings where those are the short ones, you know, maybe they're 20 minutes There's something that my clients are asking me, or I see a myth that I really just want to bust, but something every week, you know, inside my Facebook group that gives them some value. Um, yeah. and you know, people want to see who I am, right. They want to know, you know, what do I look like? What do I sound like? You know, what, who, who is this person who's yep. running this Facebook group? And, um, and so it's easy for me to just do a Facebook live and, you know, and, and to share that value. But then as far as like what I call a nurture event, you know, part of my launch, when I'm opening up enrollment into a program, I do those once a quarter and those are typically longer, right? Those are the three days or four day, master classes. Um, sometimes I'll do something monthly, like a challenge or one day workshop or something like that on something that I know that, that people are just really need that really are going to get stuck because I know that if they can create a win or epiphany or something inside of one of those three master classes, then they're going to stay in my world. And that's really what I want them to do. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. And I also love the insight that you, that you show up live once a week and that that mm-hmm. is really like, you know, that's getting you results inside of your business. Because I think a lot of people, they need to hear that because a lot mm-hmm. of people will tell themselves stories. Oh, it's just a waste of time and this and that. But mm-hmm. I actually feel like, you know, that these types of efforts really compound. And, yeah. um, and I love that you're an example of that. Like, that's really, that's great. Yeah. I should do that, to be honest. I need to think about going live regular. I like haven't been live in forever. I mean, I have my podcast, I guess. So like I do it yeah. other things, but like, but, but the reason I don't do it is because of the whole panic attack thing. You know, what is so funny. I started doing my lives before I was a business coach and I was terrified too. And you're going to, you're totally going to laugh. And those of you that are in the industry are going to be like, you did what? I literally didn't even have the phone on me. I had it on my blender and I'm like, this is how you make a healthy smoothie and not a sugar bomb. Because my husband makes sugar bombs. You know, he's like, <laughs> we, we, we literally had this contest before. We're like, okay, let's make the healthiest smoothie. Right. What does he do? He pulls out this big bottle of naked juice. And I'm like, oh, that is not, he's like, this is my smoothie base. And I'm like, that is so not fair. So he starts with juice and then he adds banana and then he adds apple. And then he's got like three spinach leaves. And I'm like, that is so like, not that I'm like, dude. Wow. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, so I was like, all right, let's make sure that we get, you know, enough spinach and some healthy fats in there, yeah. you know, some avocado or, you know, whatever. So I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, but so I just did something that I could show up live, but not necessarily it be about me. Yeah. And that's how yeah. you started it. And then yeah. you were able to kind of like build on top of that as the years went yeah. on, basically. Yeah. yeah, I did that. And then I decided I just gave myself a challenge um, because I saw one of my coaches going live like every day. She went every live every day for like 100 days. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my gosh. So I said, I'll go live for 30 days. And so I did. And I and it was really funny because um, when I first started, of course, I was terrified because I was like, I don't know what, you know, I don't have anything important to say. Like, yeah. What am I going to even talk about? Right. And I, and so, you know, I just started, you know, sharing whatever was on my mind, you know, one of the, here's another good piece of advice, by the way, that I learned. And that is whatever you've got going on in your world today, mm-hmm. there's five things that you can share that are going to be resonating with your idol yeah. client somewhere. So I was like, all right, just pick one thing, Chris, and just share about that. And towards the end of the 30 days, I was like, out of a workout, pure bar, all sweaty, didn't care what I look like. I'm like, I'm just going to be like, I didn't even care. Yeah. I'm like, all right, she's 29, here I am. You know, like it was like not a big deal at all. Yeah. But I had to like get through that fear and just show up and, you know, do it even if it was just quick and not really worry about, you know, what I looked like or sounded 100%. like or, you know, any of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's actually a really great challenge for people. The 30 day, Mm -hmm. we have someone in the go-to coach club who also did that. Actually, we have a consistency challenge every quarter and people pick something to be consistent with. And it doesn't have to be a daily thing, but, but she chose a daily challenge and she went live every single day and she was terrified 
of going live. And this was such a game changer for her. Now she Mm -hmm. goes live all the time and it's like, doesn't look at all like a big deal for her. And I really think those kinds of things work. They, they build that muscle so quickly. It, it, it totally does. And then you're not even scared anymore. I mean, like yeah. I would, if, if someone, again, if someone would have said, Chris, you're just going to like do a live when you're all sweaty and no makeup on, like I'd have been like, hell no, <laughs> <laughs> crazy, yeah. not me. no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I a hundred percent. Now with your, um, I want to talk about the nurture method, the, yeah. the nurture method. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The, I'm like, I, I really feel like people need to hear about this because I feel like this is such a game changer. Before we get there, can we just like talk about like the mistakes coaches make when trying to grow a six-figure business? I just kind of want to like lay the groundwork because I'm sure, yeah. I mean, t- correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume that like you saw people making mistakes, which is why you created the method. Is that right? Yeah. Or yeah. Are they- I saw myself making the mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure these are mistakes we're all making, <laughs> myself included. So, what what were yeah. the mistakes you saw coaches yeah. make that kind oh, yeah. of birthed the method so people could kind of put themselves back on track? Absolutely. The biggest mistake that I see, and I still see it today. And you know, this this probably should have been the the answer to the what's the worst piece of advice. <laughs> that I got. Just go book a discovery session. Like just go book all these sessions and, you know, just sell your 90 day XYZ thing. You know, I came from a a health coaching school that had, you know, a 90 day program. So it was just like the way to make money is just go out and book a gazillion discovery sessions, give away a one hour free coaching session and sell your 90 day XYZ program. And while that may work in the short term with people who you already have an experience of no like trust with, let me preframe this with people that are already pre-qualified. They already know who you are. They already love you. They already have that, you know, connection and belief and certainty in you that could work and it can work short term. But when you run out of the people that you've already built and developed relationships with, you cannot try to drag a stranger into a sales call like that just from giving away one hour sessions. Like it's just premature marriage proposal. It's, and it's also felt very much like bait and switch to me, right? Mm -hmm. Let me just give you a free coaching session. I'm just going to help you get unstuck. Right. But really, you know, in the back of your mind, energetically that what you're trying to do is sell your thing. So it feels salesy and it feels wonky and it feels out of alignment. And so it doesn't, and, and you're focused on the outcome of making the sale versus, building a relationship. And that's why I created the nurture method because I saw over and over and over again, you know, this advice out there of, you know, the just go book these one hour discovery sessions. And and that's what I was taught too. And it fell off. And I wondered why it fell off to me. And it was until I started putting the pieces together. Well, it feels off because there, it is a premature marriage proposal. It feels off because I am positioning it as something, but it's really something else. Yeah. And and then you're attached to, well, how do I overcome the objections on that call? And then that feels off too, because now you feel like you've got to say the right thing, do the right thing. And you're actually thinking that you need to overpower somebody or overcome in order to get the sale. And all of that was just ick, right? Mm -hmm. No wonder coaches are feeling salesy in conversations because they're having those conversations too soon. They're having these conversations with people that are not pre-qualified that don't have no like trust. And, and so, you know, I teach a very, very different model. I am not at all against discovery sessions. Yes. I actually do clarity calls short, like 20 minute clarity calls versus giving away free coaching. I don't do, I don't give away free coaching anymore. Yeah. Because it's not in benefit to my people um, or to the people that I'm trying to support or help. Um, And is, are these, is there, are your clarity calls part of your nurture method? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. walk us through the method then, because yeah, I'm yeah. i so intrigued how, how it works yeah. for you. Let's take a quick break from the episode to talk about how to make your chat GPT content not sound like everybody else's. If you're using chat GPT, but no matter what you do, it just kind of sounds like a robot wrote it, or it's super vague and kind of giving you information you'd find in a blog written in 2017, it could be because you haven't clearly defined your message. Maybe you think you have, but perhaps it's not as strong as it should be, or your personal point of view is missing from your message. It could also be a sign that you're relying on ChatGPT to do too much of the heavy lifting. If this could sound right, 
this is for you. I'm going to walk you through some questions to help you define your message. And then I'm going to share 20 ChatGPT prompts that offer a little shift that will help you guide ChatGPT to effectively share your message. Now you won't sound like everybody else. Just go to gotocoach.club forward slash ChatGPT prompts, and I'll send it straight to your inbox. Again, that is gotocoach.club forward slash ChatGPT prompts. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah. So the first part, um, the nurture method is actually three steps that is part of a larger six step system that I actually teach called the soulful abundance system. Mm -hmm. But the three steps, which are the nurture method are the pieces that I saw people missing over and over and over again. And the first piece is the attract. So it's the, the nurture method is attract, nurture, invite. The attraction piece is how are you showing up? How are you giving value? How are you attracting people into what I like to call your ecosystem? I don't like the word pipeline or Mm. lead funnel or anything because it just doesn't sound connected, right? Again, the, the words that we use and how we relate to it and the energy that we're in when we're you know, in this place really, really matter. So, you know, energetic alignment is is actually my first step. That's not necessarily part of the nurture system, but it's something that we leave in yeah. uh, all the time. But, you know, how are you doing that? Do you know who, you, you know, how are you bringing these people and giving them value? So for me, I love groups. I've always loved groups. I've, when I look back on my life, I've always been the one that's gotten the dinner parties together or oh. the mamas together or the, we started a, a organic CSA when I was, you know, raising my boys or, you know, so being in groups was really important to me. And so that's where I love to be. And I love to give value in groups. So Facebook does groups the best. So I chose a platform that was going to allow me to attract people into my ecosystem, but also give them a place to land. Yeah. Even if they in person or heard me somewhere else, you know, like our listeners today that are hearing me, like, and they would still have a place to land digitally where they could still have an experience of me inside my Facebook group. So, you know, having a place for where I can continue to build that no like trust, give value, serve generously, you know, the service first is what my business is based on, um, yeah. you know, before I even think about inviting people into a clarity call. So it's attract first. How are we doing that? Um, I do have freebies, right? So I also have, right. you know, some things that are specific to my ideal client. So the biggest question I get, and you probably get the same question is where do I find clients? <laughs> right? So yes. where do I find clients? And I kind of joke about it because I'm like, well, when you find the secret client closet, let me know because I haven't found that secret <laughs> closet yet. <laughs> it's, you know, your clients are everywhere. And what we have to do is we have to help them self-identify, help them raise their hand. And we do that in multiple ways. So one way is a valuable freebie that they're going to raise their hand and go, yes, I want that. So, you know, one of mine is how to find clients, right? Um, Another one is business basics for 10K months. So, you know, these are freebies out there that give people, um, you know, an example or, or give people value and information that they can see, well, do I even resonate with what it is that, you know, she's teaching? Yeah. So attract is number one. Then the nurture piece comes in and the nurturing piece really is how are you continuing to develop those relationships? And again, Facebook makes it easy for me. So it's those weekly lives where I show up. Um, It's uh, doing masterclasses because when we're nurturing and we're giving value and, you know, we build no like trust very, very quickly that way. Um, You know, I love email. I will always have email. But people want an experience and you get they get to have a different type of experience when they're in a Zoom room with you or if they're in person with you somewhere and you're giving them value that way. So that is a way of nurturing connections in a way that allows you to do it authentically and genuinely with with who you are as the entrepreneur. Um, And then the last phase is the invite phase. Um, And, you know, I typically teach, you know, with with masterclasses, you know, you're and and I call them nurture events because that's really what we're doing. We're our nurture events, you know, like the masterclass that I did or a workshop attracts people into my world, nurtures them and gives them value. And then it gives them a natural next step to work with me if they resonate, if they feel that they're aligned with what it is that if they want my help implementing what it is that I just taught. Yeah. So by the time we get to the invitation piece, they've already gone through the attraction. They've gone through the nurturing. They have a no like trust with me. So when they're on the clarity call with me, they know that the clarity call is about something specific. It's not just yes. let me just 
get unstuck. They've already heard it inside of the masterclass. They've already heard it in the live. So they know what they're getting on the call with me about. And so that conversation then is only with pre-qualified people, right? So I don't have to overcome objections on that. I get to just simply show up as an empowered leader and see, help them make an empowered decision actually. And, and, you know, the empowered decision might not be working with me and that's okay. So when I go into these calls, I don't go into the clarity call of, oh, I got to close the deal. got to get the client. It's how can I serve them? How can I make sure that no matter what this person walks away with value? And if it's working with me, great. If it, if they're a no for whatever offer it is that I have, not a problem. What is it that you want? Let me help you get that. Yeah. Let me refer you to a colleague. Let me point you to a free video. Yeah. Stay in my world a little bit more. If you're not ready to move into you know the program or the offers that I have, no problem. But that makes it so easy to then really, you're not in that, needy, salesy energy where you've got to like, uh, get in that hustle, you know, mode and, and yeah. my business, it actually increased my business. It took me from, um, six figures to over half a million dollars in one year. Oh my gosh. That way. Is there something specific that you like, it sounds like to me, first of all, I love, I love this. And it's interesting I don't know that I have consciously done this, but there, but this is so similar to kind of how I do it too. Even though I'm not, I didn't think about it this way, but it's like, wow, I have attraction systems. I have nurture yeah. systems and then I have my yeah. sales system and I also don't ever feel salesy or any of that stuff. Yeah. So I was like pleasantly yeah. surprised. I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. Yes. But yeah, I'm, check, check. I know. <laughs> I, and I, and I, and I agree. I agree. When I shifted to, oh, find a client, give them a discovery call do it all in a call, like that puts so much pressure on the whole relationship. And it was just, it didn't, selling didn't feel good. And now selling feels so natural because it's like, by the time I'm having that sales conversation, they already know it's a yes. They're just trying to understand the details, you know? Exactly. Oh my God. One of my, um, one of my friends said, Chris, you make discovery sessions irrelevant. Mm. And I'm like, right. Like you don't, have to try to walk somebody up this, you know, we teach something called the ladder of beliefs, but we don't have to try to do all of that in this one hour call. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and honestly asking somebody for one hour of their time before they even have a no like trust with you is a yeah. pretty big ask. I also can't imagine people get a ton of yeses for that invitation anymore. Like yeah. I just like, I don't have yeah. time for that. Like if yeah. I know you, that's a whole different thing because I yeah. know what I'm going to get. I, I already know you give so much value. I know you're not going to try to like surprise exactly. me with some kind of awkward sell. You know what I mean? And if you do sell yeah. to me, I know that I'm probably going to want it because I already know who you are, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I am curious about like, I think that where people tend to struggle is the attract part. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like people, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, I get it. I, uh, this audience particularly, they're so good at helping their people and nurturing their people and giving yes. tremendous value. But where they're really struggling is getting people into that ecosystem. Yeah. Is there for you, like, I know that you have the lead magnets and I lo- I know that you already have things set up like your weekly Facebook yeah. live. Ha- is there anything specific that you do on a monthly basis or something like, do you use Facebook lives or are you very big on collaboration or like, what do you do to kind of find yeah. new people and get them started with your Oh yeah, your that's method? such a great question. So I really look at this as two ways. There's things that I can do on my own. Mm-hmm. That are going to bring people into my world, like the lead magnet, like my Facebook group, like, you know, personal reach outs. If somebody's asking me questions and I can be like, oh, you might want to, you know, take a look at this training that I have inside my Facebook group. You know, mm-hmm. let me know if you want, happy to share that with you. Those are things that I do on my own. And then the other one is how do you connect and collaborate with others so that you can leverage other people's audiences to get in front of more of your ideal client. Yeah. So that is where, you know, talks come in. So like the in-person talk that I'm doing in a couple of weeks here in Charlotte, that's going to put me in front of an audience that's not necessarily hasn't had an experience of me yet. Yes. Uh, you know, being here, chatting with you, you yeah. know, connecting and collaborating this way. Um, so when I talk about collaborations, you know, I really learned connections and collaborations when I was building my health coaching practice, because what I did is I collaborated with doctors, holistic practitioners, acupuncturists, people that were serving my ideal client in a very different way mm-hmm. than I was. 
So that's really what I look for when I'm looking to connect or collaborate. I'm looking for how can I bring value to somebody else's yeah. audience? And I also look for how could they bring value into my audience too? So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to come into my audience too and share your wisdom because I just, I, you know, I look at it from the perspective of playing the generosity game. How do we create wins for everybody? Right. So I'm really, really big on, on strategic partnerships and connecting and collaborating with, with people that can not only can just help you, but how can you help them too? Like when I would go to networking, in-person networking events, and I would, you know, see a chiropractor, I'd be like, oh, let me learn more about them and their practice to see if it would even make sense for me to talk about me coming in and doing a talk. So, you know, I would, I would ask them, I'd be like, Hey, tell me, are you a family chiropractor? Like, are you the ones that do just energy work or rack them and stack them? Like there's a whole bunch of different types of chiropractors out there. Right. And so I would ask to set up a coffee chat with them so that I could learn more about them first. And, you know, I said, I'm a health coach. I would love to refer my clients to you. I would love to learn a little bit more about your business. So always leading with what you can give versus what you can get in the generosity game, I think is really, really valuable because then they're more open to be like, yeah, tell me more about you. And so then that was when I'm like, well, I'm a health coach. Uh, You know, this is what I do. And would it, you know, could I do a free talk in your, your people? And so that's what I would do. I would do a free, you know, lunch and learn or a free, you know, talk after work yeah. and they would share with their people and they would promote it to their audience and they would send an email out to their audience. So it took the heavy lifting off my, my shoulders in that way. And, and it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. We're doing it together. And it was like, yeah, let's kind of just do yeah. this fun thing. Yeah. Now I'm, I have two questions around this. Just yeah. I'm hearing my audience ask me questions. It's, I don't know if that ever happens to you, but I always like suddenly yeah. start to hear voices because yeah. I can yeah. imagine what they're thinking. One question yeah. is, do you uh, systematize this at all? Like for example, I, sometimes I know that I'm actually going through this right now and I have no fears around pitching to podcasts or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, yeah. when I have a lot going on, I have it on my to-do list and it just consistently will not get done because it's just like mm-hmm. requires sometimes I tell myself it requires a lot of thought that I don't have in me at the moment or I have to look for someone or whatever. So what helps me is like I will put a number on it. I'll be like, I have it doesn't matter when I do it, I just have to hit 10 pitches this month or something like that. Ooh, do you yes. do that as well? Do you do you, do you kind of give yourself goalposts so that you're making yeah, sure to absolutely. get in front of people? Yeah. Yeah. Mine's yeah. actually lower. Mine's like one virtual event, one in-person event a month. And if I don't have an in-person event, then I look for two virtual events. Yeah. Whether it's a summit, whether it's a podcast. I love that. It's a Facebook group. So really that's, that's my method. One in one, one virtual, one in person. If I get more amazing, that's great. That's like extra. Um, but that, the, those are my goalposts. One in one. It actually is a goalpost. Yeah. <laughs> I I, and I also want to give some insight to people because this might help with my next question. My next question, just so you know, I want to ask about introverts. Like I know that there's some people in my community that identify as introverted and Mm -hmm. this is going to freak them out. Right. And I talk to them about this a lot as well. So I'd love to have a conversation about that from your perspective. But I also do want to add when you reached out to me, it was very much like you already knew who I helped, right? You yeah. already knew all the things. So it's like when you reached out to me, it was a very, it was a kind of an easy yes, because it was like, hi, I know you through so-and-so, mm-hmm. right? We, we have a mutual friend, uh, actually, yeah. I guess a past client of mine and a coach of yours, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I know yeah. you through Sarah and, um, and I know that you help coaches and I also help coaches and, you know, I don't know if we can support one another, but if you have time for a coffee chat, like it might be worth us figuring that Mm -hmm. out. And it was so simple instead of what a lot of people do is they don't tell me anything about what they do. They don't. And so I'm left to do the research. Whereas you just gave me the information I needed to know. It was clear you were trying to make it a win-win for both of us. And it was Mm -hmm. like, it was easy for me to say yes. Right. So I think a lot of people get really in their heads about the invitation and overthinking it. Yours was like three sentences. Do you know what you didn't, you didn't have to dig into my content. Yeah. It was easy, you know? So I just want to tell people the behind the scenes of how you came to me. Right. Um, yeah, sorry, comment if you need to. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that, um, I think might help people is I always start with who I know. Or yeah. is there somebody that I know that can give me an 100%. introduction? hundred percent. I love that. Start. Yeah. I don't, I really don't ever 
cold pitch unless yeah. I've run out of, mm-hmm. and I, I honestly haven't run out of, you know, Same. who do I know or who do I know who knows somebody that can, you know, and this happened recently, you know, just to give you another example. I mean, obviously with you, because my coach worked with you yeah. and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to reach out. I'm just going to reach out to Sophia and just see like, yeah, it's just, who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know that she's in marketing and she's on Instagram a lot and she's got value that she can share with my audience too. So may as well. Um, but one of my, um, old coaches, I'm like, Hey, I'm looking to get in front of this audience. Like I would like to, I'm looking for any, anybody who certifies other coaches, right. Or modalities. Yeah. know anybody. Exactly. And she said, absolutely. Yes. Um, I'm, you know, and she hooked me up with this person who teaches intuitive life coaching and she just made a quick introduction in Facebook messenger Hey, Chris, this is Heather. Heather, this is Chris. Thought you guys might want to connect. She was actually launching a new program so I could help support her with that. And she said, oh my gosh, thank God. I don't want to have anything to do with the business, but she certifies other life coaches to be intuitive life coaches. And so that was a beautiful partnership that happened because I said, do you know, do you have anybody who, right? Just reached out to somebody that I already knew to see. And sometimes you get a no and it's no big deal. You just move on. Like, okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. I get no's too. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, I think people are so afraid of the no, but yeah. I, what I love about that, I, it feels like there's two things that you did very clearly. Just anyone listening to this and wants like some steps here, right? Like you got really clear about the type of people that would serve your audience. And it sounds like you ask yourself that question a lot. So when you yeah. were like, I'm looking, Oh, you know, what would be really great for my community right now. This person, who do yeah. I know that knows this person instead yeah. of, just like brainstorming about like, I feel like there's some people that just like rack their brain, like, you know, trying to discover this person all by themselves and, Mm -hmm. and, and also don't do the work to identify the types of people that would help them. So when they do want to go to collaborate, they haven't done the work to identify like what, who this person does. And then they're not, they're too afraid to ask for a referral. Like they think they're going to be a problem or something like that. Yeah. So I, I actually love those steps and I love also that like right now I have a list of people that I think would be great in my community. And mm-hmm. recently I just realized someone that I had never thought of in seven years of business, never thought of that would be great for my community. And so I'm now currently looking for this person. And I did exactly what you just said. I reached out to like my friends who are in the business, yeah. not my business, but in business world. And I was yeah. like, Hey, in fact, I'll say it on the podcast. I'm looking for a LinkedIn coach. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I want to talk to someone who who does LinkedIn content, you know, yeah. like like as their profession, not just who hangs out on LinkedIn, like someone who actually yeah, teaches yeah. it, right? And it's crazy. Like the network, this is coming back to kind of what we said at the very beginning when you're like, don't do this alone. And we were talking about like yes. the network around you. Like this is another reason why meeting people can be so valuable because they can, they don't just introduce you to other communities that might be your future future clients, but they introduce you to future collaborators too. So I love that you're like asking for that connection. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Sullivan wrote a really cool book called who not how, who not how. Mm. Um, and, um, and that's a good one because we, we look for who could help me with this. Yeah. Right. Who do I know? You know, it comes goes with the who do I know and who do I know that could also help me? Yeah. You know, get my adult client or who do I know that could, you know, bring value to my audience or who do I, right? Like when we ask ourselves better questions, we find better answers. Yeah. Now, back Mm -hmm. to my introvert question, because there are a few people and I have openly said, I have been very open about this. Well, I don't know if I've been open about this on the podcast, but inside the club, we have this conversation in the club. And I recently spoke to someone inside of the club who said, like, I I help introverts, right? And I and I was very honest. I was like, you know what? I struggle communicating, like giving mm-hmm. options to introverts because I don't identify as an introvert. So it's like not my experience. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I know that a lot of people who identify as introverts inside of my community, when I say things like collaborate, like, like pitch yourself, Ooh, that can be a tricky yeah. one for them to hear. Yeah. What, yeah. what do you say to people who identify that way or who have trouble putting themselves yeah. out there in that way? Yeah. So I would say that even extroverts have trouble putting themselves out. So I would oh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> or an introvert thing because yeah. I am actually an introvert. You wouldn't know, mm. know that, but I get my energy 
you know, when I go away to a three day event or I do yeah. a lot, like the master class after Trains that's you. like, I have to unplug. I went yeah. to the mountains for, th- for a whole weekend yeah. to get in nature, to refill my cup, to not be around a lot of people. Um, you know, so, you know, introvert, ex- you know, introverts get their energy more from being alone. Extroverts get their energy from a lot of people. It takes my energy to be in front of a lot of people. I still like it, but it still takes my energy and I need to refill my batteries on my own. So I would say it's not necessarily an introvert extrovert thing. It is more of a confidence, fear, you know, mindset thing Mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, am I worthy enough? Am I going to be good enough? Are they going to like me enough? Is it going to, you know, what if they say no? Like a lot of times it's just not knowing what to do or having the support and, and getting out of your own way to actually just give it a go and just try it because we don't build confidence by thinking about it. Right. Like if I, if all I had to do was think about having six pack abs, (laughs) let me tell you, (laughs) I have it, right. You got to actually do the work. And so that the confidence comes and is built by actually doing the thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's, you know, taking that, so how can you break it down into the smallest of steps Yes, that is going to allow you to have a win, right? So instead of going, oh, I'm going to reach out to 10 people today, yeah. how about one a week? Like yes. maybe we start there and yeah. then, then we build it. I'm like, oh, okay. It didn't die. You can do one a week. Great. Yeah. So we try two a week or, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, that's, I think where, you know, confidence comes in the doing. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Oh gosh. I really, I know we're running out of time, but I really want to ask you this question. Um, (laughs) I, so, you know, um, you mentioned at the beginning of our call, we were talking about, and I so agree with you, like memberships and online courses probably isn't the thing to start your business with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Do you feel like there is, cause I know there's a lot of people in this community that really want to do the membership and course thing and Mm -hmm. they, most of them that I'm thinking of in my head at the moment haven't really done the one-on-one thing yet, right? They just kind of see this like fantasy business. And they're like, that's that's what I was born for, but they're kind of skipping a lot of the foundational pieces. Yeah, is there a point where you feel like okay, now a membership or course would be a good idea? Like, do you feel like you like is it mm-hmm. a once you're making a certain of certain amount every month, or is it like you need to have this size community before you start thinking about that? Like, is there for you a certain like goalpost for people to aim for before they start thinking about that? Or how does that work That's for you? Such a good question. Yeah. So, you know, because I don't necessarily teach that part of yeah. business, um, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure I'm the, the expert on that. Yeah. But what, what I would say is that you have to know and have dialed in mm-hmm. your message your marketing system and your sales system. And if that is not dialed in, a membership is not going to fix that for you. So you have to already have a way that you are attracting people. You are actively inviting people, nurturing them, inviting them to work with you. You've had success doing that, Mm -hmm. whether it's one-on-one or even in small groups. I actually, you know, this might surprise you, but I actually started in small groups because I didn't know that that, you know, wasn't the thing to do in the coaching world, right? It wasn't until I got into, you know, health coaching um, that they're like, oh, you should only do one-on-one first. Well, I actually started by doing small groups, teaching, you know, a six-week wellness program that I, you know, put together as a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. And so I I love to do that. Again, groups have been my thing. And that was just an easy thing when I thought about, oh, what could I do that would also allow me to leverage my time? I'm like, oh, let me just get a group of people together and do that. So, um, you know, I, I think it depends on, again, you have to have those systems in place because it's not just about starting a membership. As you know, there's going to be client attrition. So how are you going mm-hmm. to keep them in your world? Do you have the marketing that's bringing the right client in, not just the tire kickers that think you're really great, but the ones that are actually going to invest and stay with you? Yep. How are you serving them? Do you have the internal logistics to support the community in that way? Um, mm-hmm. How are you actually going to, you know, continue to do that. And um, I don't know how you, you feel about ads, but if you're not doing it organically, you're going to have to do it. You either do it yourself organically or you pay, Yeah, you know, you're going to pay one way or another. So you, you need to have those, those barometers in place and working really, really well before you even think about yeah. membership. 
I love that. And actually, and you said something so powerful. You're like, a membership's not going to fix it because I think that is actually what happens. I think people are like, oh, this isn't working. I know. I'll have yeah. a membership, but it's a completely, it's a whole other can of worms, you know? Oh my gosh. And I was just going to oh like, gosh, yes, this is like such a thing for me. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I want to like stand and scream. I know you've got, got to, got to call the email <laughs> to run on, but I mean, literally like people are spending upwards of a hundred thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on ads to get enough people into their pipeline ecosystem in order to sell the $97 membership or the $1,000 course. So can it work? Yeah, we have to be willing to either put a lot of cha-ching in right up front and also pay for the copywriter or the person who's going to help you dial in on your, like, you just can't do it if you're not dialed in on your message. Yeah, That's why someone like you is so critical and so important because if you don't know who you're speaking to and you don't know what is going to bring them into your ecosystem, it doesn't matter if you have a membership. Nobody's going to join it. A hundred percent. Actually, and what a great segue for you, this amazing uh, gift, the business basics checklist. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think it's about you have a different name yeah. for it, but like I love that you have created a checklist to help people get to 10K months. Um, tell us a little, like, tell us how to get that, what that is, and where yeah. we can learn more from you. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the business basic checklist for 10K months. It takes you through the nurture method. So you'll be able to see very specific practical actions that you can take that fall underneath the attract, the nurture, the invite. There's also serving your clients because once they're in your world, you want to keep them, right? We, we don't want to be like a one and done, you know, yeah. having a profitable and a sustainable business means you're going to serve your clients well, keep them, keep them in your world. So it's in there too. Yeah. So you can, um, you can either reach out directly to me or I think Sophie, I think you've got the link or I can share the link with you and we can pop it in the notes section yep. here. Um, and then feel yep. free to reach out to me on Facebook, join the Facebook group. It's called build a six figure business for conscious coaches and holistic practitioners. Oh my gosh. And this was such a joy. Honestly, I feel like such tangible information. I do have that link. It is in the show notes. And um, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we did this. This is exactly what people needed to hear. Exactly what they needed to hear. So I'm really grateful that you came here. Thank you, my friend. And I cannot wait to bring you inside my community too. So I'll send you an email about that. I will be there with bells on. (laughs) (laughs) Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.